Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know there is so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens to build a truly inclusive industry. In these diversity, equity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, The Talent Surgery, The Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through LinkedIn or on my email, nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today, we are very lucky because we are joined for the second time by Hannah Lana Preston, the Commercial Strategy Advisor for Mina Technologies. Hannah is pioneering personal finance management technology to empower the modern consumer inspiring and guiding mainstream banks to meet the needs for their consumers. With 10 plus years in banking software, working at the world's leading software houses and startups, she has also been awarded the industry recognition of Innovate Finance Most Powerful Women in FinTech 2017. And she's here today for a second time on this podcast to share with us a very special message of pay it forward sentiment. So, Hannah, I am over the moon that you are here again today, and I'm really looking forward to listening to uh, the messages that you want to share with us today. So welcome. It would be brilliant if you could start off by telling us a little bit about your first pod, a bit of a recap about who are Minna Technologies and what is your current role? Yeah, so um, when, when we last spoke, Nadia, I joined Mina like maybe a few months beforehand. And so I've been there over a year now. And it's just incredible, actually, to see what we've achieved over that time. I joined Mina, well, there's a few reasons. I thought the product was amazing. You know, I am a busy mum. I'm trying to juggle work and finances. And I find it like almost impossible sometimes to keep all those balls in the air. And they have subscription management, which means that, you know, with a few clicks, I can just take care of all of my finances, all my recurring costs. That was one reason I thought this is, this is incredible. You know, banks need something that is engaging, keeps people in their channel, but also to cut the costs because it costs a lot of money for banks to deal with, you know, cancel recurring payments through the call centers and things like that. And people really want to do it through the mobile. And so um, it's been, a, it's been amazing, actually. We've, we've launched new market, you know, we've, onboarded new banks and things like that so it's been uh, it's been a real journey but the one thing that is inspired me most about Mina is just the leadership team and their the way that they are kind they have a sort of kindness as a business model strategy and it works and I want to share it with other people organizations so that they can maybe learn from some of the things that we're doing here and implement that in their own companies. 
I love that. Kindness is a business model and strategy. And historically, right, we've never really put kindness with business strategies. But look how successful Minna is. Look how successful you are within Minna. And this is very much part of your core values and ethics. And it's so, so exciting to hear. Now, you've got a pay it forward concept of giving to give rather than the, the kind of usual transactional give to get. Can you share that with us? Yeah, it's really interesting because about 10 years ago, I did a Coursera course on the psychology of positivity. And I decided that I was going to run my life, my career as, a, as an experiment or, almost to prove that actually kindness and positivity was a method of being super successful so my hypothesis was that you can be super successful in business and be super kind and pay it forward what I think about the sort of give to get or give to give philosophy is that safe it's a bit like money do you remember like when it used to be a barter system so you had if you had bread and somebody had eggs then you could exchange bread and eggs with each other right but if they didn't want your bread but you wanted their eggs right there was no transaction to be done and kindness and giving is exactly the same concept so if you give to give then you will get what you need, right? Everybody will get what they need because they're not relying on, you've got this business deal and I am trying to sell this thing, right? You know, you sell, you sell your things to the people that are looking to buy your things. But when you give, you can give to anybody. So it could be a comment. It could be a nice email. It could be a recommendation on LinkedIn. It could be helping somebody find a new job. And it could be bigger than that. It could be something where, you know, you're really changing someone's life. And for me, it's interesting, actually, because um, something that we did at Mina Technologies was we have this thing, a course called My Needs. And I never really thought about my needs before. And this really made me think. And one of the things that's really high on my list of values, everybody has six values in their life. And some are more important than others. And contribution is a, is a big thing for me. I love to do things that change people's lives and do positive good things. And so learning that was really interesting. But yeah, this, the concept is that if we're all giving and we're all recognizing what people need and we just give that freely, then yeah, the amount that we can receive is 10x as well. It's so interesting to, to listen to you say that because it makes the give to get just seem so limiting, doesn't it? Like, cause you, you just it's very restrictive. Back. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're limited because, you know, they have to have something you want. And if they haven't got anything you want, then you, you're not going to help them. So it's, it's a no deal situation yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell us a bit about, you know, perhaps a couple of examples of where you've done this, because I've heard uh, a couple of these before and, and they are super inspiring. So every day I, I make it my practice. I, I wake up in the morning and I think to myself, right, I, I'm looking for people's needs. So when an opportunity presents itself to do something that then can help someone in some way, I just take it. I'll give you an example. It's more of a personal thing than a sort of business thing, but I found it really inspiring. So my little boy, he has a friend in school and could see pretty early on that there was something 
not quite, you know, right, or something going on in his life at home or whatever that I sort of thought, mm, I need to find out more about this. Anyway, so he used to come over our house. Then one day, Finney said, can I go to their house? And I said, yeah, of course you can. And uh, anyway, the mum was a little bit reluctant to let me come into the apartment or whatever. And I walked in and there was holes in the walls and there was, you could see that the person was in a bit of a mess. And so I sat there and I said to her, you know, how does this place make you feel? And she said, I, I, I'm so, I don't know where to start. She, you know, the kids were like eating crisps for tea and stuff. And I was like, you know, this could be fixed. It, it wouldn't take very long. Like, you know, it'd take a week maybe. And I was finishing one job and starting another job. And I said, give me your keys for a week. And don't worry about money or anything like that. And we'll just make this go away. And because when people then were coming into her life and they see, the holes in the walls and she had to explain every single thing she had domestic violence and all that sort of stuff and and there was nobody to help her you know she didn't have a supportive family she had debt like she was trying to work single parent two kids and the cost of childcare was like you know extortionate and she was just just on a treadmill and then it was just amazing to see after we did everything we put new curtains in we like got the carpet shampooed, we painted, we, we made it really nice, got a table and chairs. I got set up loads of Trello lists so she had a checklist when she woke up in the morning so she'd like get the slow cooker on and they had good food and all that sort of stuff. And then to see her a year later and see what she's doing, she's driving, she's got a great job, the kids are excelling in school. It's just like turned her life around. I want nothing from her. I just want to see her do really well. I, I've done lots of things like that, you know, like giving away cars or uh, not because I want to be like a saint or a monk or anything, but I just get so much pleasure out of seeing people doing well. Like when I work with a customer, it's not about commission or like keeping my job or whatever. It's about like seeing them flourish, seeing them get promotions, seeing them you know, excited about what they're doing. And I think when you operate that way, like life's a joy and work's a joy. And I think that it's like something that's there and you can have it right now. And, and it's brilliant for everybody. I really, really subscribe to this messaging. I think it's so, so powerful. That for me, it just spells out feel good factor. You know, when, when you switch off at the end of the day, you're getting into your bed. Are you going to sleep well at night? Well, if you've done good things for people and you know that they are now thriving off the back of it it's nothing to do with the pay or the commission or or anything like that it's to do with for me it's about being at peace and I think that's something that's just so important and just hearing that story is incredible to hear and I love how how you've just related that straight back to you know what it feels like within your job now I know that you're really active in supporting other people in the community and mentoring in particular what are the general challenges you see people facing so I I think there's just you know like there's not always the right help for people. Like I think about things that are happening now with this pandemic and there's like 16 million people in the UK that have less than a hundred pounds in savings, right? That's scary. I'll share with you, you know, a couple of years ago, my brother took his own life because he struggled to manage money. He, he felt that it was, he couldn't cope. He was pretty helpless. And I just think that there's not the help. Like, who do you go to? You know, if you've got a debt problem and you can't pay it off, right? Go to Citizens Advice. But they, 
quite often where you go for help, you get judgment instead. So instead of getting proper help from somebody that really wants to help you, you get something else. It's like social services. We've got kids that are struggling. You know, there's all sorts of things going on in their families and things like that. But I feel like the system, to a certain extent, we can make it, we could, we could solve this problem so easily. Like, maybe it's just uniform. Maybe it's, they need a car. Maybe it's, they just need that debt paid off or like something, you know. And so what I try to do in my life is recognize those needs. Like, everybody has different needs. And I think when you can look at people and their needs, so sometimes like you see behaviors, right? that are attacking or and, and it's really easy to sort of like put people in this bucket they good or bad I mean like good people do bad things and bad people do good things it's really blurry you can't always think that somebody's a bad person because they might be doing bad things a lot of the time it's circumstantial so people have to do whatever they need to do to get by and so in my work it, I have to have a purpose and so right now my purpose is to really kind of is to work with the banks to help them bring more of those people that are below that poverty line up the poverty line. So for years, banks have sort of focused on the top 10, 20% of people who are most wealthy and they make them more wealthy. What if that could be 30, 40%? What if we could like take the 60% that are under the sort of like threshold of, of reasonable living standards and, and income and shrink that to 20% or, or less, you know? And, and that's what really inspires me in the work that I do. Again, it is great to hear this because I think me as a recruiter, I talk a lot about the difference between a job for a job and a job for a career. And a career is about everything that means a lot to you. And, and look at everything that you're talking about, the purpose and the mission you have as an individual is so in line with what you're doing in terms of making people's lives better by working at Minna Technologies. And it's who you are as an individual, like look, looking and hearing about those stories, looking at the, the, the sort of missed opportunities of where there are so many people that are left behind and they're not protected and they're not looked after. And I think it's such a brilliant story that you're sharing with us. And I know it's going to inspire other people to take that moment to think about the people they're working with, think about the people they know that they're interacting with and have a bit more kindness within that. So it's, it's brilliant to hear everything that you're saying. Now, you've touched upon this a little bit. I wanted to go into it a bit more detail around your thoughts around the science of positivity and how you think this can affect our industry. Yeah, so this is really interesting. I've done loads of experiments on this because when you talk about purpose and things like that, my purpose is not to have the most amazing career. My purpose is to prove this point that you can be very successful and be kind and have a great life. And, and those things are all kind of connected. So for me, like it's, it's about unlearning. I was put a poll out on LinkedIn actually over the weekend to say, what, what's the hardest thing? Is it learning new things or is it unlearning things that you've always done? Right. And um, it's about 10 years ago, I met my, I, I work for him now, actually, Ed Medcalf. And I'd grown up, my parents, my dad was extremely competitive. <laughs> and sometimes he'd be competing with someone. And I said, dad, they don't even know they're racing with you, right? 
So it's not a competition <laughs> unless everybody knows it's a race, okay? So he's just like beating these people that don't even know they're in competition with the guy, right? So I saw, you know, a lot of just throwing people under the bus and it was not living in a, in a, in a very kind and ethical manner. And then I met Ed and Ed showed me something completely different. So when you drop the ball, you know when you've dropped the ball in, in work and you've made a mistake or whatever, and your expectation is to be beaten up for this, for this mistake that you made, depending on how big this mistake is, right? And Ed never did that, ever, to anybody. If you made a mistake, he would just jump in. He's like, right, what do we need to do to solve this problem? And whenever somebody was maybe annoyed with someone else, they're frustrated because they weren't getting what they needed quick enough, whatever. He would take the time to explain to whoever was frustrated, like just what's going on in that other person's life. What is driving them? What is going on in them that is affecting you, right? And by understanding what's going on in someone else, it means that, you know, it takes the, the heat out, right? And then people can then sort of be, oh, right, okay, oh, I didn't realise you had so much going on. I'm really sorry that I put you under pressure. And, and we, we had incredible teams because of that. We had trust. People didn't talk about each other to other people. They spoke to each other about how they felt. They, they would have empathy for each other. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting, actually, like just recently, because you know what it's like nobody wants to be seen as anything but perfect we all want to be perceived as competent diligent perfect human beings who've got it all sussed and whatever you know and sometimes we don't have it all sussed and, and our lives are not perfect and, and this pandemic is an example of that whereby you know even the most bulletproof people are in some way struggling or lost a job or lost a loved one or and you just don't know what's going on in people's lives. And if somebody's sort of like sending you a crappy email, like sometimes you've got to see past the crappy email and think, what's going on with this person? And like pick up the phone and say, you know, and just be real with each other. I had a situation recently with someone and we were just sort of like, we were just a bit at friction. We weren't quite connecting. And so I thought, you know what? The only way to get through this is to like put my weapons down stop fighting or it wasn't a fight anyway it was just little tensions that were sort of festering or whatever and when you put those weapons down and the reason why you've got your weapons is because you feel vulnerable and somebody actually um uh, lena uh, who you've met she encouraged me to allow myself to be vulnerable and it's amazing actually what happens when you are so you know when you can say to somebody hey this is going on with me and this is why maybe I'm not doing things the way you want them done or whatever. And that people are kind and people do understand. But if you don't share with them, if they don't know what's going on with you or you don't ask the question, then how are you supposed to know? You just sort of, you're back to that good, bad, whose fault is it? It's, you know, why you shouldn't have sent that or you shouldn't have said this. And actually it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Sometimes it's just about having that human connection. I think this is so important for people to really hear this and really listen and take this away into their everyday jobs because for too long now, we've always been driven by conflict and what's right and what's wrong. 
in terms of decision making in businesses or decision makings in teams and you know, that story really resonates with me like whose fault is it that this has happened or delving into a mistake that's been made rather than you know you've just celebrated ed there like what a great boss what a great person to be working with that's built empathy within the team that's built this sort of humanity effect and i think right now as we're uh, in this lockdown we're, we're slowly starting to come out we're recording this 15th of March 2021 and I think you know it makes me think about what do we want to really hold on to that we've learned from this pandemic and I do think right now people are, are ready to listen to what you're saying and we'll be putting this into to action I would love this pod to be a call to action to everybody um, have you got any last thoughts yeah just one big one you know it's really hard to unlearn stuff we all know what we should be doing We've got so much information now on good leadership, on good communication and all that sort of stuff. But sometimes those habits die hard. They're, they're automatic. They're things that are so ingrained in us that unless we actually make the effort to kind of not fire off that email, not be mean, not do the things that like instantly come to our heads, then it, you know, we have to make that effort. It takes time to undo years of automatic responses i think with email as well i don't know about you but i grew up in a time where email sort of became a thing and at one point you, you know the only time somebody sent you an email is if they were going to sue you or something yeah. so like i always see a lot of risk around emails yeah. uh, i sort of go all oh, right okay like i'm going to take this conversation offline um, yeah. and talk about it because uh, you know this is getting out of hand it's really easy as well to get sort of caught up in this you know somebody sends you something where it's a bit critical or accusatory or whatever and then you're like right I'm gonna cover myself now I'm gonna send this back and explain myself and, and it's like oh and before you know it like so much damage has been done and you can't undo it and like trust is something that it takes years to build and like seconds to destroy and once it's gone it's gone you know like if you if you throw people under the bus and people throw you under the bus you never forget it and you never forget the people that never throw you under the bus and they're the people now that you know like I really keep close to my life I, I respect the fact that they've never done that rather than trying to solve the problems with the people that have done that I just like absolutely value the people that have never done it mm. That is so powerful, what you've just said there, because I think everyone can relate to that. Who do you want to be? The person that won that little battle because you threw someone under the bus? Or do you want to be remembered because you didn't and you always did the right thing and that you were loyal and that you were kind? Hannah, I've got to say that's been such a brilliant and unique podcast. I'm so glad you've shared all your thoughts around that. It's been brilliant. And thank you, everybody, for listening to the Women of Fintech podcast series. Thanks, Nadia. Thank <laughs> you.